1: ...could have been discovered by the Chinese, the Basques, the Poles, and the Irish. And, of course, there's very hard evidence to prove that America was not only discovered... ...but actually colonized for several hundred years by the Vikings. So, why don't we know more about it? That's one of the world's greatest mysteries. And we may or may not solve it during the next hour. Last night, I was on a ship, Doctor. Doctor you dreamed that you were on a ship. I was there. Believe me. But well, what kind of ship? It was a Viking longboat. Why should you dream about being on a Viking longboat? I'm telling you, Doctor, it wasn't a dream. Well, it couldn't have been anything else. It couldn't. Tell me, Doctor, if it were a dream, how do you account for this dagger? drama, Somewhere Else, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Marion Seldes. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Saturdays on TBS Television, don't miss the fun and games of Flo's Yellow Rose. She's one of a kind, and with a lady like Flo, anything can happen. And does, she's a lover and a fighter and a whole lot of fun
0: a the neighbor's man's ideal woman. She's
1: every cowboy's favorite chip and custom. But when the grit hits the fan, watch out. Join the lab at flows, Yellow Rose on flow. Saturdays at 8.30, Central and Mountain on PBS Television. What do doctors recommend to avoid constipation? These days, doctors stress the importance of fiber in the diet fiber that helps the system regulate itself naturally metamucil is the laxative made from natural fiber no chemical stimulants so for occasional constipation doctors recommend metamucil more often than any other laxative the way to overcome constipation is the natural way but if not nature metamucil read label and follow directions Welcome to Meet the Media.
0: Thank you very much. Today I am interviewing radio. Hello. Television. Take a look at this. Oh, newspaper. I've been around
1: the longest. Yeah, but you can't change channels on a newspaper. Well, you can't put a TV in the bottom of a birdcage. Interesting debate. Radio. Mm-hmm. How is your listenership? It's up 66% since 1967. Newspaper? Yeah. How's your circulation? It's, uh... <clears throat> Right. But I'm happy to say our advertising rates have gone up. Radio? Because the cost of radio advertising has not increased as much as the other major media, it's a better deal.
0: And what about the cost of television?
1: Film at 11.
0: <laughs> radio in background. Mm-hmm. What about creativity?
1: Well, there are four of us sitting in a room pretending to be a radio, a television, a newspaper, and a human being.
0: That's amusing. Just
1: an example of radio's creativity. Mm. Radio. Red hot. Because it works. For the advertiser trying to fight the rising costs of TV and print. The Radio Advertising Bureau can send you more facts. This station can send you more customers. Is it a dream? The blazing red flames light up the midnight skies. There's the brazen, ear-shattering clamor of the great bronze war horns. The shouts of the men. The screams of the women. The clatter of sword and javelin. The smashing of battle-axe and mace. All of this seems to be exploding all about her. There is no escape. And just when it appears that she must be engulfed by it, swept away by the surging storm of murder and destruction, she opens her eyes... And she is somewhere else. Somewhere else. Miss Nelson? Yes, Dr. Miller. Where? Where? Why, in my own room. Home. Well, why didn't you say so? Uh, I don't know. Well, the normal, the usual way to describe this sort of experience would be to say, then I opened my eyes and I was back home. Why did you refer to your home as somewhere else? I told you, I don't know In the dream... Doctor, I don't know how this is going to sound. But I'm not sure it's a dream. Well, what else could it be? I have to keep saying I don't know. Whether it's a dream or reality, you seem to be in a place. Yes. It seems to be a medieval place. I feel it's more than a thousand years ago. And there's a war. Yes, the long ships are always attacking some fortified place with a wall around it, a stone wall... Never a greater slaughter of heroes, a struggle of standards, a hurling of javelins, a crash of the charges, a wielding of weapons. That is passed over, so this may be sung. Yes. Go on. With what? (laughs) With what you were saying. You were speaking... Well, it sounded like a poem. It didn't seem to have rhyme, but it had a rhythm, a, a rhythm to it. And what was it about? You don't know? Oh, Dr. Miller, I don't have the faintest idea. Well, listen. Uh, it's on tape.
0: Never a greater slaughter of heroes. A struggle of standards. A hurling of javelins, A crash of the charges. A wielding of weapons.
1: Yes, Mother. Mother, there's no point in your going through it. I can recite the entire argument by heart. A, Harold is an excellent catch. B, I must not let him slip through my fingers. C, I'm not getting any younger. D, what do I want anyhow? Oh, Mother, he's here now. Yes, dear, I understand. (laughs) Yes, Mother. Do you want me to keep Prince Charming waiting at the door? I will. I'll remember everything. Goodbye, Mother. Yes, 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 yes. Harold. <gasps> you always seem surprised to see me. Well, come on in. Uh, are you feeling better? Better than what? Well, better than you were last night, last week, well, actually all month. Some coffee, Harold. I, I I thought we might go to a movie tonight.
0: Oh, all
1: right. An excellent picture. How do you know? Well, all the critics say so. And before you invest four and a half dollars for a seat, you should avail yourself of the best possible advice. Uh, would you agree? Of course. Everything in this life is an investment. That's why you should research everything thoroughly. Now, now, now I, I fell in love with you, Edith, uh, but it wasn't at all haphazard or accidental. I mean, <laughs> do you realize that? I really hadn't thought about it. Uh, no. See, first, I found out all about your family, a- and then I found out all about you. Well, what was it to find out? My life has been an open book. Oh, but such a sensible book. Well, only one thing worries me, but... Well, I wouldn't exactly say worries. It, it's the fact that you've been so nervous this past month. Oh, sorry. Did you go to the doctor? Yes. And, and what did he tell you? Oh, very little. Practically nothing. How, would you mind if we didn't go to the movies tonight? Oh, uh, of course not. I seem to have this headache. You poor darling. The best thing for that is rest. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I have a whole pile of work I could take care of tonight. Then why don't you do that? Oh, that's what I love about you. You understand that a man has serious obligations to his job. Well, of course. sleep so early. Oh, we didn't go out. No. Harold had work to do. Mother, I'll name the day. Yes, of course. Certainly. Goodbye, Mother. I'll remember. I'll remember. Oh, why? Why am I so tired? Edith. Ah, the minstrels for once told the truth. They said that Edith Goodleaf Stater was the most beautiful maid in all of the northern country. And who are you? Ask me first who I was. Till just this moment, I was Thorfinn Keryudsen, master of a long ship of fifty rowers, strong, bold men who fear nothing and no one, neither the living nor the dead. That's who you were. Who are you now? Now? (laughs) I am poor Thorfinn, the slave to command of the fair Edith. Speak, my lady and mistress. I have nothing to say. Know this. I do not fancy silent women. My wife must sing and dance and speak in riddles and runes and be merry the whole day long. I am sure you will find such a one. I have found her already. And who is this fortunate maid? You shall be my bride. No. No? I am the fiancé of Harold Olafson. Oh, by that fat farmer! My father has pledged me to Harold Olafson, And that must be the end of the matter, my brave Thorfinn. The matter will be ended only when you become my wife. And you will... Fair Edith. You still have those dreams, Miss Nelson? Yes, Doctor. What do you know about the Vikings? Not very much. In a general way, I seem to recall they were sailors and pirates. Yes, among other things. Now, why should you dream about Vikings? Was I dreaming about Vikings? Well, I did some research on the things you've been telling me. The references, the names... All these are Viking. How do you account for it? I don't. I can't. Well, your name is Nelson. That's of Scandinavian origin. Yes. Isn't it possible you could have heard all these things at home? No. Are you sure?
0: Oh, yes. I mean, my father was of Norwegian descent, I think, but he died when I was very young. I never knew him.
1: Well, still, there was the family.
0: No, his parents were dead. He had no other relatives. And my mother's people were English, and so... Actually, the only thing that's Scandinavian about me is my father's name.
1: And you never read any of those things? No. I'm I'm more interested in science at school. I was great in math, and and that's why I became a computer programmer. For some reason, you have an affinity for the Viking period. It has dominated your dream life for well over a month. Have you dreamed of anything else? No. Do the dreams seem to be taking more definite shape? Yes, I think so. I mean, at first it was just a, you could say, a welter of activity all around me. And now I i seem to have become someone. Huh. Oh. Who? Well, for the past several nights, I have been a girl called Edith Goodleaf Stater. Edith? The daughter of Goodleaf, yeah? I'm promised to a man named Harold Olofsson, whom I don't love. Harold. Oh, wait... Isn't your fiancé's name Hal? Yes. And you're not too enthusiastic about the marriage, are you? Well, that's true. So I am beginning to think that this may
0: be why I'm having those dreams.
1: Well, my dear, it would account for why you're having dreams in general, but not for why you're having those dreams in particular. And there's another man, a handsome Viking... Well, he's a pirate. Thorfinn huh. And do we have a modern equivalent on the scene here? No. But you're waiting for him, aren't you? I have been. I'm I'm 32, and... Well, you know, I... No, you're not happy. No, and I won't be happy if I marry Harold, and I won't be happy if I have to be alone, and so it's a dilemma. And since you can't solve it, you try to escape in dreams. But are they dreams? But why Vikings? And how do you know so much about them? You started having these dreams, you say, about a month ago? Yes, Doctor. You didn't have any dreams even remotely like them before? No. Why did they begin a month ago? What happened? Was there an event? An event? What sort of event? A month ago. That would be um, June 3rd. A Saturday. You came in here. I see, I have a record. Well, June fourteenth. Now you told me you were having those dreams. You remembered the day they began, Saturday night. So what happened Saturday that could have triggered them? I got it. Don't say you don't remember. We're going to put that day together. Now what happened on Saturday, June third? That seems to be changing your whole life. something must have happened. But what? It's true that a single event that may last only a moment in time can change the direction of one's entire existence. But tracing it down may be almost impossible because it doesn't have to be something big, bold, dramatic. It could be something as hard to pin down as a wink, a smile, a whisper. I'll be back in a few minutes with Act Two. You may like the flowers that April showers bring, but you probably won't like having mud and footprints tracked into your home. That's why you need the April bargain of the month from True Value Hardware Stores. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you it's a Monsanto 18 by 30 inch doormat, now just $2.99. Thousands of polyethylene blades clean dirt and debris from shoes. So when people come indoors, the outdoors stays out. Get this Monsanto doormat for just $2.99 while supplies last at participating True Value Hardware stores.
0: Albert Einstein, Nelson Rockefeller, Bruce Jenner, Thomas Edison, Leonardo da Vinci. These people and many other brilliant, talented, creative people, overcame a form of learning disability. This is Pat Collins for the Foundation for Children with Learning Disabilities. There are over 10 million children in this country who are learning disabled, and they can be helped to overcome their learning differences owe it to them and to ourselves so these children can be our country's future doctors, lawyers, artists, scientists, and politicians. You can help children with learning disabilities. Please send a contribution to SCLD, 99 Park Avenue, New York, New York, 10016. That's SCLD, 99 Park Avenue, New York, New York, 10016.
1: we go journeying, says the poet. True, but where and why? Why one dream and not another? And why are some so real and others so dim and confused? What is a dream? Is someone trying to tell us something? If you can't answer these questions, you're in distinguished company. Neither could all the great scientists, psychologists, and philosophers. Saturday, June 3rd. Remember it? Yes, Doctor? Why? Uh, was it a special day? Well, uh, any day is a special day if I don't have to go to work. <laughs> well, that tells us something about your job.
0: Uh, what did you do on that morning? I went to the old Renby place. Oh, I mean, the Renbys have been dead, gone these past 20 years. The property belongs to the state now. But nobody minds if you go there and pick cranberries.
1: So you went berry picking Saturday morning? Alone? Yes, Harold was out of town. Or did you spend the whole morning there? Well, you don't just go to pick cranberries. You enjoy the fresh air and the sunshine and the view. You bring a book and a sandwich. Well, what did you do afterward? I went home and I wallpapered my bedroom. That took all afternoon. Then I went to my mother's for dinner and we talked a while about you-know-who. We watched TV and then I went home and to bed. And that night you had the first dream. Yeah. On TV, did you see a movie, perhaps, about Viking? No, actually, we watched a baseball game. My mother's a fan. And that was Saturday, the 3rd of June? Yes. Yeah. Have you told me everything, every little incident? Uh, start again. While I was picking berries, I tripped and fell. Is that the kind of thing you want? Yes, Yes, go ahead. And I saw this funny piece of iron lying there on the ground... Iron? Well, I could tell it was very old because it had that, uh, well, it's a rippled sort of look. Uh, describe it. It's about
0: eight or nine inches long, and on one end of it, it's about an inch or so
1: wide, and it sort of narrows down to a point. Like a knife? Uh, yes, a knife. Well, what else can you tell me about it? It has some marks on it. I would say it might be some kind of writing. In what language? Well, I don't know. I'm not even sure it's writing. What did you do with it? Well, I brought it home. I mean, you know people are always finding things around here from colonial times, so I I used it as a paperweight. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to see it. But what would it have to do with anything? Whatever happened to you on that day, the 3rd of June, could be of the utmost importance. <laughs> Good morning, it could Stater. Ah, the pirate. Yes, this is what I like best about you. The daughter of one of the most powerful earls in the land, and here she beats the chicken in the barnyard like some common wench. They are my chickens. <laughs> well, it's the wife of him. You could be mistress of the sea. I shall soon be the wife of Harold Olafson. <laughs> shall you soon be the happy wife of Harold Olafson? I could reach down and sweep you into my arms, and we should ride like the west wind to the shore where my long ship waits. As
0: if it's a pirate.
1: We are all pirates, Lady Edith. Where do the gold dishes and silver spoons in your father's house come from? The plundered towns and ships of three oceans. They still sing of the great deeds of the mighty, Goodly lived Yes, I shall yet take you with me. When? When you ask me. When I ask you. When you say to me, please, beloved Thorfinn, take me. Wherever you go, I shall be at your side. I am waiting for you to say
0: that. Then you shall be the most
1: patient man in the world, Thorfinn. had this knife. Well, that's what it is. Examined at the Fine Arts Museum in Boston. It's an 11th century Viking dagger. At one time it must have had a hilt made of leather. was probably set with precious stones.
0: But how can they know that, Doc?
1: The writing says, From Thorfinn Kerjutsen to his bride, Lady Edith. Those are the names I've been telling you about. Could you have read those names on the blade and constructed this fantasy? But how could I read it? Ah, uh, yes, that's true. But I have a question. What would a Viking knife be doing in a cranberry patch in Rhode Island? I ask the same question. It seems that the Vikings set sail for the New World about the 11th century. We know they went to Greenland, Labrador, Nova Scotia, and further south they found a place they called... Vinland. Vinland. Historians aren't sure where this place was. Vinland. Some say it was Nantucket. Markland. We know they passed by Cape Cod. Here to Stanby. And they sailed perhaps south and west, here to the shore of Rhode Island, where they found vinberries or wine berries, perhaps cranberries. Let us cut the vine, said Leif, and we shall have a loading for the ship. Oh, what did uh, Leaf say? Leif? You just mentioned that name. Doctor. I don't know what to think anymore. This knife, this thousand-year-old Viking dagger, it's the clue. But how? How can it mean anything to me? How did you get it? I told you I found it in the fields at the old Dendy place. I mean, how did you get it the first time? How did Thorfinn Ked present it to Lady Edith? Doctor, do you know what you're saying? I only know we have one line of approach. And where can it lead us? Tell me more about Thorfinn the pirate. But I don't know anything about Thorfinn the pirate or whoever he was. Try to think. No. Listen to me, Dr. Miller. It's true I have led a dull, prosaic existence. And my only... Romance, if you can call it that, has been with a dull and prosaic man. I'm fighting it. Therefore, I am dreaming about this swashbuckling Viking pirate who shall take me away from all this. Does that make sense? Well, it happens every day, but why to a Viking? Why to someone so remote and from a culture so foreign? That bothers you? It doesn't bother me. There's a little mystery here, I admit, but it doesn't change the essential nature of my dilemma. Which is? To marry Harold or to live alone. Probably for the rest of my life. I've thought it over. And I'm going to marry him. Better to be Mrs. Somebody than Miss Nobody. Well... I know that there are two sides to that story, especially in these so-called enlightened times. But I'm afraid to be Miss Nobody. And after a while, most marriages settle down to a sort of dull routine anyway. So you've made your decision. Yes. You may live to regret it. Either way, I'll regret it. And the Vikings? There's an explanation. Yes? Yes. Because we can't come up with it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Yes, Mother, have the invitations engraved at Statpool. (laughs) Do them at Stacy's, then. Mother, it doesn't matter. You can discuss that with the minister, Mother, after all. (laughs) It's your wedding. No, What I meant was, it's very important to you. It is to me too, Mother. Save the Bill. Mother, I, I think it's Harold at the door. So. Yes, Mother, I know we're going to be deliriously happy. Edith, darling. Harold,
0: come in.
1: Well, dear, have you decided where would you like to go on our honeymoon? Oh,
0: it doesn't make any
1: difference. How can you say that? Well, you should have some preference, Harold. I do. What would you say to a cruise? Cruise? Yes, dear. A week's cruise. Well, that's all we can really afford. Yes. We couldn't spare more time away from our jobs. I know. After all, we'll need a rather large down payment for the house. I realize that. The bigger the down payment, the less you pay in interest. Years ago, when rates were dramatically lower, this really wasn't a factor. Uh, well, however, I, don't I understand. I, I really, truly do understand. Oh, that's why I love you, darling. That you've never been on a cruise, but I can tell you it must be so romantic and and helpful. <laughs> Come and ride the sea road, ladies. Hear the wind whistle through the raging, the chant of the roar. You're standing in my way, Thorfinn. And what are you doing, feeding a pig? They are my pigs. You should be a queen. God, I cannot. Why? I am to marry Harold Olsen tomorrow. Oh, I refuse to allow. (laughs) Indeed. Yes, yes. Listen to me, beautiful, Edith. You are no longer a maid, a maid of 16. You are twice that age. I you are so adept with a compliment. Why have you not married till now? Shall I tell you? All your life you have waited for me. For you? For a man like me. You flatter yourself. Now that I'm here, why do you refuse me? Please go away. Then go away. Very well. I send you away. You can only send me away by swearing to me that you love Harold. Swear to me that he is the only man in the world for you. Swear it. Well, I'm waiting. <laughs> I <think> you cannot see. <laughs> oh, fair Edith, listen. Come with me to the ship, to the wide open waters, to freedom, adventure. Meet me here in the courtyard tonight. No. I will come with my men. We will have swift horses. Me. Meet me tonight. Tonight I sail. If you refuse to sail with me, you shall spend the rest of your life with that fat, stupid Harold Olafson. Decide, Edith. Decide. That's not exactly true. In a basic sense, there's only one decision. One decision, and it alters the entire course of our existence. And the story of anyone's life is how he or she made that decision, or if the decision is ever made at all. In a few minutes, we shall approach the third act, the time of decision. Was the kidnapped Lindbergh baby really murdered? Connecticut businessman Harold Olson believes he is Charles Lindbergh, Jr. This shocking possibility is explored in the new paperback In Search of the Lindbergh Baby, written by former United Press reporter C.R. Wright. Was Bruno Hoffman electrocuted for a murder that no one committed? Is Harold Olson the missing link? Read the startling evidence In Search of the Lindbergh Baby from Tower Books, wherever paperbacks are sold. This is Carl Malden. Now, only American Express Traveler's Checks offers exclusive new services that protect more than just your money. Now, if you lose your credit cards and ID along with your Traveler's Checks, only American Express will help you cancel your cards, issue you a temporary ID, cash a check, and put its travel service at your service 24 hours a day. Ask for American Express Traveler's Checks. Now they protect more than just your money. Now they help protect your vacation. Services available in the U.S. and Canada. Certain conditions apply. Following is a reenactment of a scene that never happened. When I told the segment that I lost the letters of transit, I thought it was having a heart attack. Sure. Do you get know all the warning signals of a heart attack? Well, sure, Rick. Well, you sure, know, then listen and get it once. A pain in the center of your chest it may spread to a shoulder, your neck, or an arm. they feel dizzy, nauseous, sweaty. If a Last two minutes or long, I get emergency help right away. Got it? Sure, Rick. Oh, Rick? Yeah, shoot. Well, the fat man was mad when I called the ambulance. He said it wasn't a heart attack, but me giving him indigestion. That's common enough. A lot of heart attack victims say there's nothing wrong. Well, I think it'll go away. Your American Heart Association has the information on heart attack. So get them on the phone. They're fighting for your life. But Rick, the fat man did have indigestion, I'm feeling Little oh, queasy myself. Well, did I make a mistake, Craig? Aside from being born, you mean? No. It's not an uncommon occurrence. Perhaps it's even happened to you. There's a persistent dream or illusion that you're someone else, living somewhere else. And sometimes all the details are sharp and clear. Sometimes they're dull and blurred. But there is this feeling, and it won't go away, that the here and now is not the only existence you've ever known. Our heroine, who is she? Edith Nelson, a rather repressed computer analyst. Or Edith Goodleaf's daughter, the daughter of a Viking Earl. Or both. Decide, Decide. I don't know. I don't know, Thorsten. Well, progress. Good. We go from no to I don't know. I don't. Think. I have been thinking. I have done nothing but think ever since I first saw you. And the more I think, the less I know. Good. It's not well to know too much. Only how to fight. Make love. Let us not think. Let us think. Wait for me here in the courtyard. But
0: I don't know.
1: You know, fair Edith. In your heart, you know. Yes? What is it he did? Oh, doctor, this time, a dream It's more vivid than ever. But in what way? In every way. The colors. The sky is very blue, the sun is brilliant. I see the courtyard, my father's house. Now I see the house itself, made of logs. My dress is sort of heavy linen. I have a thick gold bracelet on my arm. Yes. And Thorfinn, is very tall. His hair and beard are very black. He's coming for me. Tonight, he'll take me away with him. And? If I choose to go. Do you? I don't know. I suppose we'll have to wait and see But what are we going to see? Well, your next dream will tell you, won't it? Yes. I'm sure it will. Did I go away with Thorson? Or did I stay home and marry Harold? Do you mind if we park here for a while? It, it's a very pretty view. Yes, Harold, isn't it? Edith, I, I think I should say something. I know I'm not a very romantic fellow, and well, maybe that's why you seem to be holding back. Holding back? I, I kind of sense that you, you're not exactly in raptures about our impending marriage. Are you? Oh, well, actually, I'm not the type of person who could be described as rapturous. All right. I'll accept that. I I can't help being the way I am, can I? No, I guess not. But the way I am isn't so bad. I'm a very steady person. I'm dependable. You know that. Yes. That that has to count for something. Well, it does. I'm a sincere person. I can be trusted. I know that. And I'll try to make you happy. Edith, perhaps I shall never fill you with rapture, but neither shall I plague you with sorrow. With me, you'll always have the golden mean. You'll never be tossed on stormy seas. There will always be... Of the calm of the safe harbor. That's, well, that's all I have to say. I understand, Halda. understand. The golden mean. The safe harbor. Isn't that what everybody really wants? Lady you're here. Yes, Thorfinn, I am here. And here I shall remain. I am not the woman for you. I won't believe it. Come, it's adventure, romance. I don't want adventure and romance. I I thought I did. Do, 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 do believe me? There is nothing in this world to compare with the wild excitement of love. I'm afraid of it. Afraid? Yes. Afraid that it cannot last. I'm afraid that the loved one may die. But to be afraid is to refuse to live. One lives as best one can. And so, you shall be content to marry fat, stupid Harold? I'm not afraid to love him. I'm afraid to love you. I could lean down and swing you across my saddle bowl In less than an hour, we shall be riding the wild sea when Well, you won't. Who is to stop you me? So stop yourself? You said, I shall take you with me when you ask me. You said that. Yes, I said that. You will take me when I say, please, beloved Thorfinn, take me wherever you go. I am waiting for you to say it. I can only say, beloved Thorfinn, please go. Go without me. Ride the wild sea roads without me become lord of the world without me. He definitely... No. You must go without me. and rode away without you. Yes. So why do I keep dreaming about him? Why am I still on his ship? Because in your dream world, you did go away with him. No, no, I sent him away and I married Harold Ollip. Then tell me, how do you account for the knife? What knife? The one you found. The wedding gift from Thorfinn to Edith Goodliffe, Stater. I don't know. What is the knife doing here in Rhode Island? Which, for all we know, is the ancient Viking Vindel. Tell me. I can. We're back to square one. And Harold, shall you marry Harold? The invitations are printed. Ah, I wish I could help you. I wish I could help myself. Edith. Edith could list stay there. Edith.
0: What are you doing Be
1: still, beloved. I sailed away without you. I died of loneliness. And so did you. You died without me too, didn't you? It is come with me. Come with me this time. Oh, Thorsten, I... Say yes, yes. Say yes. Yes, yes, Thorsten, yes. Then let it be as it should have been the last time. Meet me at midnight in the courtyard. I've cleared up this little mystery about the dagger, Dr. Miller. Yes? How did it get here in what used to be Vinland? Well, I went back there, and this time I sailed with Thorfinn. And? And we must have failed here. Period. And that's supposed to clear up the mystery? Absolutely. Are uh, you... I say you went back there. Back where? To my father's house in Norway. And this time, when Thorson came for me, I went with him. So as I told you, it's really quite simple. When did you go back there? I'm going to go back Back to to this place in Norway tonight. All I know is that tonight Edith will meet Thorfinn and they shall sail away together. Don't do it. Ah, that's better.
0: You're taking me seriously. You're not telling me I'm crazy.
1: Uh, Don't do it, because it must end badly. Oh, how can you say that? I've been reading up on the period. But when you mentioned that you had landed in Vinland And Leif had ordered the people to cut down vines to load the ships. That was Leif the Lucky, son of Eric the Red. Yes, Leif Eriksson, a bold man. But he ordered you and your husband, Thorfinn, and the others who had wives, to stay in Vinland and grow the vines. Now, this has not yet been revealed to me. No, because you have not yet lived it. But if you go back, you will die, along with all the others. The yes. other The colony that Leif Erikson left in Finland. <clears throat> it disappeared from the face of the earth. But my beloved awaits. And I was wrong. There's no life without love. My dear, you are having hallucinations. For your own good... Oh, I am the one who will decide. My own good. I shall go back to Thorson. I shall meet him. In the courtyard. What courtyard? Where it doesn't exist. Doctor, you think I'm mad? I thought so too, at first. But I'm not. I belong there. It's part of me, and that's why I know so much about it. Edith. I am, actually. Lady Edith, and I don't understand why or how. May I suggest. I know that what you... you're going to suggest, that I. Go somewhere for observation. Well, no, I... doctor. If this is madness, I never could. Even it... if it is, it's certainly more wonderful than anything else I've ever known in my life. Will I see you tomorrow? No. Edith, I don't think you should stop seeing me. Uh, another doctor, if you prefer. I can't see you or anyone else tomorrow. Because tonight I'm going away with Thorson. Dr. Miller, I'm Lieutenant Spring. Uh, Yes, Uh, what can I do for you, Lieutenant? It is about Edith Nelson. She uh, disappeared last Saturday night. (laughs) Yes, I know. She was supposed to have been married the following day. Uh, She's been seeing you, Doctor, uh, in your psychiatrist. well, would you know why? Well, it's not uncommon for a person to be overwhelmed by the thought of a marriage and to simply run away. You've heard of that? Oh, yes, yes of course. Or else she may have changed her mind about the whole thing and just decided to pull up stakes and leave. Yes, I've uh, heard of that, too. But her money and her bank account and all her possessions are still here. Now, her mother knows them all to the last paper clip. The only thing that's gone is a uh, paperweight. A paperweight? Yes. And yes, Mother says it's an old piece of iron that might have had some value as an antique. you have any ideas, Doctor? I think she may have been looking for something. Or someone. Oh, uh, who? What? Something in the past. Oh, the past. Well, uh, how long ago? Last month? Last year? No. No, this is a very distant past. Perhaps a thousand years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you don't have any idea where she might have gone last week. I can only tell you, Lieutenant, that right now she may be home. Home? She hasn't been there in over a week. Lieutenant, it's entirely possible that she is at home now. But I have just come from no, there. No, no, no. The place you have just come from, the place you call home, is really somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Doctor. Thanks a lot. What else could the doctor tell the detective? The same story we've told you? In the first place, it's quite possible he doesn't believe it himself. And if he does, what's the use? Who would believe him? I'll be back with something for you to believe shortly.
0: You'll love
1: the a perfect Sleeper. Luxurious soft comfort plus deep inner support. You get both with every perfect sleeper. So remember... Be a perfect sleeper. Be a perfect sleeper. Perfect sleeper. It's
0: a healthy investment in yourself. Hello, this is Mary Tyler Moore for the American Diabetes Association. Each day presents us with choices. But if you have diabetes, you have no choice. You must learn how to live with diabetes or you won't live very well or very long. The American Diabetes Association will teach you or someone you love how to live. We teach diabetes survival. We have the information you need. Call your local American Diabetes Association. We're in your phone book.
1: In an hour devoted by and large to dreams. What are dreams? We've asked this question not once but many times, and the answers are infinite, if not definite. Are dreams reminders of the past, forecasts of the future, auguries oh, of our fate, or as Mr. Dickens might put it, are they merely an undigested bit of beer? cast included Marion Seldes, Lloyd Batista, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Captain, I have been appointed spokesman. For whom? For all the officers and men. Captain, we respect you, but we cannot be pawns in this your quarrel with the Governor General. My quarrel? Go back home. Settle it. It isn't your quarrel? This isn't your fight for gold and glory? You ask us to commit treason. Treason only if we fail. It's fame and the emperor's favor if we succeed. We have families in Spain who can be punished. Betray me and you have families who shall be disgraced. Enough talk. Enough soul searching. I shall make the decision for you. Juan, where are the men with the torches? He captain. Are the musketeers and the crossbowmen ready? Ready. Have them fire at any man who tries to stop us. Forward. What are you going to do? Cortez? what are you going to do? Step aside, Francisco, or be shot. Are you mad? What are you going to do? This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant... WKBN, Youngstown, Ohio.